man, Pat Welcome to Inspiring Mothers, where we inspire, uplift, and encourage women. Today I have with me is Andre Gunzak. He is a financial um, professional. He's going to talk more with us today about your banking basics. Thank you, Andre, for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. So I guess my first question for you, Andre, is the basic, you know, checking and savings. I understand that a lot of people, they don't quite know how important it is to have one, especially with a real banking account. Like, you know, we have Chime out there, we have Cash App cards, um, all of these prepaid cards that's kind of easy for us to um, add our money to because they give it to us two days faster. But what would you say are the benefits of having a legit bank, something like Chase, um, Regions, or Capital One, what would you say would be the benefits of having those type of accounts? Yeah, uh, I used to work for in a financial institution. Right now, I, um, I have my own business and I work as an analyst for, for a um, lighting company. But when I was working in, at, at a consumer financial institution, I would see a lot of customers without bank accounts and whatnot. So um, I'm glad we're talking about this today because I, I feel like everyone needs to have some kind of basic banking account. So banking, a bank account is an account where you can safely store your money. Um, that being said, you know, paycheck or However, whatever funds that you have coming in, you can safely store those at a, at a bank like Chase or Regions or even a credit union like L.A. Cab or um, any other any other credit union that's in your local area. Mm. I think it's best to do that. And the reason why is because it's as I mentioned, too, it's safe and your money is insured. And what I mean by that is if there was any fraudulent activity or. I don't know, in case of theft, anything like that, your money is insured up to a certain amount by the right. FDIC. And FDIC is the Federal uh, Deposit Insurance Corporation. And they protect consumers from the, these types of incidents that I just mentioned. So uh, having a banking account is also good for your budgeting as well. You know, it can help you pay bills and help you monitor the money that you have in your account. And there's also different banking products that you can qualify for mm -hmm. with a with the banking account with any financial institution. So uh, I, I think it's very important for anybody to establish the banking account. Right. I myself, I didn't learn how important it was to have your own chickens and savings until I got into college. True enough, my parents brought it up and they was like, you know, we have this bank account for you. We're going to be monitoring it. If you need money, we'll deposit it in there. But I didn't realize how important it is, like about the overdrafts, um, how you can, like me and you talked about before, about the savings, how it can occur interest in things. So I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't have any idea about any of that information. I, I feel like that um, it's probably a lot of people that's in those shoes too. So I'm so glad that you're here to kind of explain that for them. So. Um, another question that I would say I yeah. have is that 
when it comes to, I know me being a parent of two, like we have two girls, um, you know, college funds and then like trying to figure out what age do you recommend that we start talking to them about, you know, financial things like the banking, like the checking and the savings and, you know, trying to like kind of budget out your money. What age would you say would be a great age to start talking to the kids about that? As soon as they can say mom and dad. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm playing. Um, (laughs) Look, okay. So some background here. I was raised in a uh, financially literate household, uh, which I'm very thankful for. My, my, My mom was an accountant and my dad was in finance and sales. So we knew how to grow the money and how to save it. So when we were younger, I'd I, I say around age of five and six, mom and dad started talking to us about, okay, starting, it's time to learn how to, you know, learn about money and learn about how we keep money and how to keep it safe and where to store it, things like that. So for kids, it's important to teach them like real foundational things like, okay, you eventually learn to, when you get money, you'll save it. So from birthday parties, when you get money for mm-hmm. like gifts and whatnot, or when grandparents or aunties and uncles want to just give kids, you know, little allowances here and there, it's important to teach them how to save. So the best thing I would say is start kids out with like a piggy bank or like, you know, something like that where they can store the little coins in. And every time they receive money, you just put it in that that little saving spot. Right. And a certain you can teach them about how money grows by saying, okay, son or daughter, if you put $1 in your bank account now or your piggy bank now, and then mom or daddy give you another dollar, you'll have $2. Your money grows. The more money you have, the more you can do with. And, you know, that it's just a trickling effect. They start to understand. I know for me, speaking from experience, mm-hmm. I started to understand like whenever you save and you make a little bit of sacrifice, you can really like do what you want with the money whenever you, you know, plan and budget for it. So for instance, if maybe a child wants a certain toy that and it's not their birthday, it's not Christmas or something like that, you tell them, okay, if you save your little money up, this is how much your toy costs. Mm-hmm. You save your money up, maybe you do some extra chores or you know, however you come about that little money, when you get that certain amount, we can go get that toy. And that was something that was like, you know, instilled in our childhood. If you wanted something, you got to earn it. So, you know, you get that work, that work ethic. But at the same time, you were also taught like how to save and, mm-hmm. and uh, grow our money as well. So I say as, as soon as you feel like they're comfortable with something like that, I mean, that can be complex, but it can also be basic. So as soon as they start receiving a little money here and there, mm-hmm. teach them how to save. Awesome. That's great information. I'm definitely going to um, begin talking to our kids right now <laughs> <laughs> about that. Because, you know, yeah. we do, we have her a piggy bank. Um, but, like, as soon as she gets her money, it's like she wants to spend it, like you said, on that toy that she wants. And I'm like, okay, well, you have money right now. So mommy don't have to spend her money. And daddy don't have to spend his money either. So that's so funny that you said that. Um, Now, of course, looking into the whole stats and the data behind um, women specifically, um, in 2021, the Census Bureau put out a stat about 
um, single parent families. And so out of the 11 million that we had in 2021, about 80% of those single parent homes with children under the age of 18 was 80%. So putting us in the mind frame of a single mom, maybe with like one to three kids, maybe making minimum wage or more, how, how would she begin to budget her money out that way she's not kind of um, living paycheck to paycheck. Absolutely. Um, my best suggestion would be to follow a 50, 30, 20 budgeting rule. Um, we can talk like I can I can help out more with further detailed conversations off off of this. But okay. um, basically, you take 50 percent of what you earn and that's going to be allocated to bills that you have to pay your expenses. And then that 30%, you can allocate that to like savings or investments, things of that nature. And that other 20%, you can use towards spending, whatever, like if that rather that be extra groceries or um, maybe you want to save up for a, a vacation, or maybe you want to save up for some expenses coming up with your child that they have. Like if your budget is tight, then you're going to be wanting to put that money away for whatever expenses may come up out of the blue. So for a single mother, and by the way, my mother was my mother was a single mother. So, you know, these are straight from the heart um, teachings here. But what I've seen her do and what I, I know works the best is living below your means as much as possible. That makes sense. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you want to provide shelter for your kids and a nice home over their head. But at the same time, if you can do it at the most minimalistic way possible. That'll give you some more money back in your budget. And then when you're buying groceries and things like that, it's okay to buy some off-brand products like the Great Value brands right. instead of like household names. Like, you know, when you buy ketchup, get the Great Value ketchup instead of Heinz. Or, right. you know what I'm saying? If you're getting Tony's, don't get Tony's, get the Great Value seasoning, <laughs> you know? Right. You know, things like that, really, they add up, you know? So living below your means is helpful as well. But try to budget out or plan out your expenditures, too. So if you know you have, I don't know, you have some medical bills coming up, then make sure that the extra money you have, put those away for those medical bills or potential medical bills. Because, you know, kids get hurt or kids got school expenses that they have to take care of, field trips, whatever have you. Make sure you put in that extra money that you can put that away into a savings account. Speaking of savings account, look into um, interest-bearing savings accounts. A lot of traditional banks offer those, but a lot of the new banks that we see online, like Ally Financial or even Cabbage, which is an American X product, Mm -hmm. they offer interest rates one to two percent higher than the traditional banks. And you know, this it always comes to that risk of, well, that's an online vendor. I don't, I don't know about that. Right. It's a lot safer because those banks are regulated by the FDIC. So anything that happens to your money is insured. So you can be safe and you know for a fact that those banks are okay, even though they're online. So um, to tie it all together, you know, live below your means as much as possible. Make sure that you have a good plan and make sure that you budget for future expenses. And then always like put your money away if you can. Whatever extra money you have, put that away. And do your best at following that 50, 30, 20 rule. 
because it's very helpful and it does work. <laughs> right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Andre, for all of the banking basics that you've kind of laid on us today. I'm pretty sure that everyone else will appreciate it. I appreciate you for sitting down and talking with me today. Um, again, this is Andre Gunzak. He is the um, owner of Gunzak Financial Services, and you can find That's that right. on Instagram. Um, again, thank you all for watching. We'll see you next time.